0: Congregation, let us turn to the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 6, on page 32. Questions and answers 16 through 19. Question 16 Why must he be very man and also perfectly righteous? Because the justice of God requires that the same human nature which has sinned should likewise make satisfaction for sin, and one who is himself a sinner cannot satisfy for others. Why must he in one person be also very God, that he might, by the power of his Godhead, Sustain in his human nature the burden of God's wrath and might obtain for us and restore to us righteousness and life. Who then is that mediator who is one person, both very God and a real righteous man? Our Lord Jesus Christ, of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. 19. Whence knowest thou this? From the Holy Gospel, which God Himself first revealed in Paradise, and afterwards published by the patriarchs and prophets, and represented by the sacrifices and other ceremonies of the law, and lastly has fulfilled it by his only begotten Son. So far. Congregation tonight, the Thinus is the only mediator. The only mediator. With the help of the Lord's three thoughts, a qualified mediator. Secondly, who is this mediator? And in the third place, where do we find the mediator? The only mediator, a qualified mediator. Who is this mediator? And where do we find the mediator? Congregation this week, I was looking at my books, in my study, and I saw the book of Isaac Ambrose with the title Looking Unto Jesus. So I took the book from the shelf, and opened it and started reading the first pages. And I found a few beautiful expressions I would like to share first. They are well fit into that today. The most excellent subject to discourse or write is Jesus Christ. And he continues, Augustine, having read Cicero's works, commanded them for the eloquence, but he passed this sentence upon them, saying they are not sweety, because the name of Jesus is not in them. And indeed Isaac Ambrose says, indeed, always say is but unsavory if it be not seasoned with this salt. Like the Apostle Paul writes, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And there is nothing more pleasing and comfortable and more animating and enlivening, Christ is the son and center of all divine and revealed truth. And only Christ is the whole of man's happiness. The son to enlighten him. The physician to heal him. The Wall of fire to defend him. The friend to comfort him. The pearl to enrich him. The ark to support him. The rock to sustain him. I should hear every sermon. Every sermon should be Christ-centered, right? Even if we speak the law mainly, or we talk about predestination or the marks of grace or whatever the subject, the main subject is, It always needs to be Christ-centered. Without Christ, it is not sweet. Without Christ, there is some seasoning missing. And yet, sometimes the whole sermon is only about Christ. That's actually the case tonight. Right? The High Catechism speaks only of Christ directly about the mediator. It is not about the law, not about thankfulness, not about prayer, not about Lord's Supper, not about baptism. It is about who Christ is and about His qualifications and about how we can find Him. So may the Lord give that tonight. May He give that savoring, that tasting of the sweetness of the gospel. Uh, that the meditation of him might be sweet indeed. And it does not start there. It starts with conviction of sin and making a hole in the heart and convincing people of sin so they need him. May it work that need in the heart, but also give that taste of it. A qualified mediator. That is covered in the questions and answers 16 and 17. We need qualified physicians. We need qualified electricians. We need qualified teachers. And if someone is not qualified for his or her work, we fear and we expect trouble. We will be misdiagnosed or become electrocuted or young people don't learn much. We need qualified people who know what they're doing. It's important to have qualified people. We also need a qualified mediator in order to reconcile us to God. Someone who's really qualified can do it. We for sure need to have a qualified savior, one who can bring us to God. We will not fail to do that. Not everyone can bring us a step further. There are many incompetent mediators, fake ones. Moses cannot even help us. The law is not our mediator, although some people take refuge to the law and to legalism and to be precise and sound and good and behaving in trying to fulfill the law. Many incompetent mediators. I read in Jeremiah 15 Then said the Lord unto me though Moses and Samuel stood before me Yet my mind could not be towards these people. Cast them out of my sight and let them go forth. So Moses and Elijah and Samuel and whoever, they cannot help us. Mary, she cannot help us. The apostle Peter, he cannot be our mediator. And we cannot pay ourselves either. And what are the qualifications the Savior, the mediator needs? Do you know the qualifications? What are the the requirements for a successful mediator who can bring two parties, a just God and a guilty sinner together? Who can do that? One of the first credentials is that he must be very man. I mean, not man, very man. Only man. Totally man. Really man. I've heard of docetism. Maybe not. You do forget it. Docetism. But docetism is the, the doctrine that Christ looked like a man. He was a spirit. He was not really human. Only seemingly those that is also dealt with in church history. Our said, no, 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 no. He did not just look like a man. He did not just behave like a human. He really was the incarnation, the God with us, the Emmanuel. The Bible teaches us that Christ had a complete human nature, and had to be and had to and had to have that in order to save the human nature. See, for example, footnote one. Therefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. And death by sin, and so death passed upon all men. For that all have sinned, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God, and the gift by God's grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ has abounded unto many. See. He had to be one man. By one man, sin entered. And he also had to be man himself. And the Apostle Peter also quoted here, spoke of the just for the unjust. He had to be very man. also just, perfectly just. My righteous servant shall justify many, it says in Isaiah 53. And we see it in many places in Holy Scripture. That the Lord Jesus was a real human, but he had no sin whatsoever. He knew no sin. Of course, he knew what sinning is, but he did not know it personally. He had no experience with it. He had never did. Det- Taste of it, never the bitter taste of sin, never disobeyed the Lord. He had no sin, he did not know sin. One sin would have spoiled him. One sin of Christ would mean that he could not intercede anymore, his Father would not be pleased with him any longer. And that is why Satan tried to tempt Christ to sin. Because say to knew, if Christ would just fall once in sin, it would ruin salvation for the entire church. But the next qualification is that a mediator must be also very God and very God in one person. know that the Lord Jesus is human in the human nature and this has something divine helping him not something next to him but that he also had a divine nature in one person so in one person he is human in the same person he is god in one person two natures in one person not someone else, but the same person. Why? Why did he also have to be God? Oh, that burden of sin is so unbearable for humans. Samson, children, you know the history, the Bible stories of Samson. Samson was a very strong man. One time he lifted the gates of God from the hinges and threw them down. Uh, that is different. The Lord Jesus had to be spiritually strong. He needed the divine nature to carry that infinite weight of sin. You probably remember why that burden was so impossibly heavy. Do you? Do you, do you remember? Because God is infinite. And he is an infinite majesty. It's treason. It's betrayal. The official word is least majesty. God's anger is beyond our comprehension. And nobody can carry it away but someone divine in one person with the human nature. Are you looking for one? Are you looking for a Savior? Is is it of a great concern to you that you are separated from God? Are you looking for God's favor? Are you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is? Are you honest with yourself? And do you understand Psalm 130? Out of the depth have I cried unto thee, o Lord. Do you know that? If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? Do you know of that desperation, that hunger, that looking for a solution, that looking for a mediator? who is a qualified mediator, who can save me. Children, boys, girls, are you looking for a savior? For someone to rescue you, to deliver you? There is one. And he qualifies. He absolutely qualifies. He can obtain it and restore it to us. Righteousness. And life is living here. Imagine being reconciled to God. Is there anything better? Anything sweeter? Anything more precious? There might be something wrong in your marriage, something wrong with your children, or in relationships. It's always nice if people are coming together again. And reconcile. But be reconciled with God. That's the main thing. There is one. Isaiah 32, verse 2. And a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind, and a covered from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. There is one. Do you hear that? You may bow your knees and say, Lord, I heard something. I heard there's a qualified Savior, a qualified media. He can do it. We read together from Philippians 2. who, oh, being in the form of God, father, not robbery, to be equal with God. You see that? So who be in the form of God, the form he means, means he essential, not just the shape. The form, who be in the form, the morphe of God, essentially God. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. When I say I'm royalty, when I say I'm someone from orange, if I say that i relate related to, the, to the royalty in, in Holland, I'm stealing. It's lying. It's appropriating something that's not mine. And the Lord Jesus, He claimed to be God, to be royalty, but He did not steal. That was not robbery. That was not improper. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation. And took upon himself the form of a servant. That is the shape of a servant. It's a different word. And he was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That is a qualified Savior. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and things, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Do you not love those pieces in the Bible? Is it not in your heart listening to this? Son of David, deliver me. Thou art the mediator, the qualifying mediator. Be merciful unto me, a sinner. He gives righteousness and life. We read in answer seventeen that he might, by the power of his Godhead, sustain in his human nature the burden of God's wrath, and might obtain for us and restore to us righteousness and life. Righteousness and life, both. Righteousness in the sense that he removed sin and all the obstacles and has give given righteousness in that sense, but also eternal life being in the presence of God in the presence of the angels and of God's deep people. Equal to God, not only resembling him like Adam and Eve in paradise, we were created in and after God's image as well, but he has that express image of God, God himself. Or do we invoke worship and serve the Lord Jesus Christ as such, And do you agree there is no real sweetness if he's missing? Has this become sweet to your palate? You were not able to sustain that burden? And were you looking for one who could say it is finished because of his human nature and his divine nature? He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was esteemed. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Is that you? Do you look the other way? Do we despise him? Do we, do we reject him? That is... So sad. I read in Matthew 26. Then they spit in his face and buffeted him. And others smote him with the palms of their hands. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads. And saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days. Save thyself, if thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. See? He suffered. He died. In his human nature, he absorbed the wrath of God. Like when you sometimes think of a sponge, you just empty it, and you make it small, and then you put in some some water, and it just soaks all the water up, right? Absorbed it. And so the Lord Jesus Christ with reverence absorbed the total wrath of God against sin. As also you'll see later in Lord's Day 15. The wrath of God against the sin of mankind in its sufficiency. There is a qualified Savior. Let's go to the second part. Who is this mediator? Question 18. Who then is that mediator? Who is in one person both very God and a real righteous man? The answer is our Lord Jesus Christ, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Beautiful. The teacher is asking the questions in the Heidelberg Catechism. And the student is a God-fearing student. He gives real good answers. And other students have to to imitate, have to also give those same answers in the hope that it also became true in their hearts. So the teacher was asking, who is then this mediator? It's one of those children, one of those boys, girls, saying, Our Lord Jesus Christ. No, not the Lord Jesus Christ, but our. It says our. Have you ever said our people of God? Have you ever said? Our Lord Jesus Christ, appropriating him, receiving him, believing in him, and saying not only my, but our. See, that is true faith, that is a close life to the Lord. Our Lord Jesus Christ, what is the difference between Lord and Jesus and Christ, children? What's the difference? Lord means the owner, like a landlord. So the Lord Jesus Christ owns his people. He has received the people out of the hand of his Father in eternity. they are given him, and he is their Lord. He also takes care of them because he owns them, right? And he is Jesus Jesus means literally, Jehovah saves. But the angel has has explained it to Joseph, and said it means this: He will make, He will save His people from their sins. So His name is Jesus, meaning He will take those sins away of His people. He will, not only possibly, but He will save His people from their sins. Absolutely certain, no doubt about it, He will. And Christ, what does Christ mean? Christ is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Messiah. What is the Messiah? Messiah is the anointed one. Anointed one. Yes, like the prophets and the priests and the kings are anointed. Like King David was anointed with oil over his head. Meaning appointed and qualified by the Father. And so the Lord Jesus Christ is prophet, priest, and king himself. He is a qualified Savior and he is a warm Savior. A Savior who was close to his people. He was their Lord. And their Jesus and their Christ. How can someone say then, our Lord Jesus Christ? Is that not presumption? Is that not pride? It can be. I'm sure it sometimes is, maybe too many times it is, but not not necessarily. We read in the Psalms often about our God is our refuge and our strength. Or oh, may the Lord teach us that and learn. Maybe may, may learn that to also say, "Our Father, which art in heaven." Now suppose you are a friend. Your friend with your friends with a dear child of the Lord. And you ask him or her if Christ is precious to her. Is Christ precious to you? Sweet to you? And they may answer carefully and be shy a little bit and they may be carefully explaining to you that they are not always so close to the Lord. But you ask In your best moments, then. Your best moments, is Christ then precious to you? And I'm sure they will say, yes, absolutely yes. They ask, why? What is so precious in the Lord Jesus? And some people, they say that Christ is precious and they don't even know why. No idea. Someone I asked years ago said, I guess that he died. I guess. In what sense is Christ due to you? Well, you see an answer here in answer 18. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who of God is made unto us wisdom. He is my wisdom, He is my righteousness. He is my sanctification. He is my redemption. So we should know what is so precious to us. What you have learned from the Bible, what has touched your heart. And if it never touched your heart, then don't profess that it's precious to you. But he shows his people who he is. He is made unto us wisdom. We have no wisdom, but he is the image of God, and in the image of God there is wisdom as well, right? And he instructs me, and Christ is the true wisdom to me. No man, no the father, but the son, and to whom the son shall reveal him. So the Lord Jesus is the wisdom himself. He knows what to do, but he also teaches his people so that they also know. And he teaches them God. So he makes his father known by the Holy Spirit. Have you ever begun a fool? An ignorant person? Saying, Lord, I just don't know anymore. I have no idea. I'm so dumb, so foolish, so far away from me. And then to receive from the Lord, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that wisdom, Lord says, but I have the wisdom, and I take your place, and I teach my people myself. But also is mentioned righteousness, Right? Wisdom and righteousness. Righteousness satisfies the demands of the law. The law says, Pay me. The law says, Everything. The law says, The last penny. And the Lord Jesus says, I pay. I give my righteousness. And my righteousness synthesized the demands of the law for my church. And he is also sanctification. He gives his people the indwelling spirit of holiness so that they begin to live sanctified lives. Not perfect, but they're sanctified through the Lord Jesus Christ. And redemption, what is redemption? What is the day of redemption? Redemption is to be delivered from all evil. From all evil, delivered. So he is the wisdom and the righteousness and the sanctification and redemption. And maybe you say, child of the Lord, he is precious to me in another name. Emmanuel. Or someone says, Lord Jesus is so precious to me in his human nature. Or someone else says, Lord Jesus is so precious to me in the fact he makes intercession on the right hand of the Father. And so there are hundreds of things that could be precious. And Zechariah Eugenius took just a text from the Bible, and just a few of those things. But Lord Jesus reveals himself And so God's people begin to know Him. It's my privilege to exalt the mediator in this evening. He is the only one, the perfect one, a willing one. He has all the qualifications and has never failed. He will save His people from their sins. And I'm a, I'm a preacher. Is anyone thirsty? I ask all of you. Is anyone of you thirsty? Come to the waters. Come, he says. And the reason, and, and he reasoned with us. Wherefore? Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? and your labor for that which satisfies not, hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good. And that you so delight itself in fatness. So why are you struggling? Why not seek your salvation in this qualified mediator? Why? Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? We spoke this morning about Bethlehem. I forgot to mention the meaning of Bethlehem, did I? Beth, what is Beth-el? House of God, Beth-el. Bethlehem is also a house, right? Not Beth-el, Bethlehem. And lehem is dough. Dough that you fold over and you just keep moving it with your hands, you're kneading it. It also means bread. So Bethlehem means the bread house. The house that the Lord provides. That the Lord gives something to eat. And so we need to eat. Therefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? How foolish. What is holding sinners back? What do they think they need to pay? They don't need to pay. So we talked about a qualified Savior, a qualified mediator, rather. And also who he is. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. And now the third one. That was quite a message about a qualified Savior. But how do we know? Who told us this? Can we trust this? Is this from the news? Is this from a book of philosophy? What is the source of the information? We need to know if this is trustworthy. And that's the question. When does is nowadays? From the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel, the Bible. The Bible is the Holy Gospel. Even the law is part of that. We believe in law and gospel, but the gospel overarches the law as well. The holy gospel which God himself first revealed in paradise. Remember, in paradise the Lord revealed himself as God and spoke to Adam and Eve personally in the wind in an audible voice, in the way they could understand directly, mouth to mouth, special way. Of revealing himself, he spoke to the patriarchs, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They knew God and told others about him. But also we know this from the ceremonies of the ceremonial laws in the Old Testament. Beautiful. So such a rich symbolic. In the temple, the tabernacle, the holy place, the most holy place, as an example of heaven. And those colored angels on the veil telling them that they had no access there. They could not go in. And the high priest, an example of the Lord Jesus Christ and the blood of the lambs and the goats. And the heifers are pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ and forgiveness. So, in all those ceremonies of the Passover feast and the great atonement day, and so much more, it reveals so much of who Christ is and that we can be saved by Him and by Him only. Whence knowest thou this from the Gospel revealed in Paradise, first published by the patriarchs and prophets are represented by the sacrifices and other ceremonies of the law. And lastly, has fulfilled it by his only begotten son. When the Lord Jesus came himself, he fulfilled all those promises. He was the gospel himself. So Why should we read the Bible? To be converted, you say? Right. To be forgiven, someone else mentions? Yes. To be sanctified? Sure. But also to meet with the Lord Jesus. Because those pages testify of him. There's so much sweetness in the Bible because the Lord Jesus speaks and He is on every page to meet Him. When the two men of Emmaus were walking with the Lord Jesus, they were listening to Him and He explained to them from Moses and the prophets all the things that had to happen regarding Him. So he taught them from the Bible about himself. And so the Lord still draws people unto himself and reveals himself in the Bible. So when you read the Bible don't only hope and ask for conviction and the knowledge of sin which is beneficial and in a way necessary. But also ask the Lord if he may reveal Himself and open your eyes for the Savior, for the qualifying Savior who can do it. So you may meet with Him, encounter Him, maybe become familiar with Him to know Him personally and to begin to trust Him. Unconverted friends, there is a divine human Savior who can save you to the utmost? He can save them that go to the Father through Him. You need Him. You may not be aware of your need. Like someone unconscious, after an accident, Un- unconscious. He may not know that he needs a physician, but he needs one. And so unconverted people, they need a physician in the first place to wake them up. We need that great physician and we know that he has come to save them that are lost. Not they that feel lost. That's later. But they that are lost. Because nobody feels lost by nature, you think. And he has paid the price for his church and even paid for the unbelief he makes sinners alive and do you know how do you know how the Lord makes sinners alive do you want an example well then you hear something like Jeremiah 2 oh generations See ye the word of the Lord, have I been a wilderness unto Israel, a land of darkness? Wherefore say my people, we are lords, we will come no more unto thee. See, that is our nature when the Lord hits his heart and confronts us with the facts. Stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist all the ghosts as your fathers did, so do ye. The Lord comes with the law, the law you have sinned against the Ten Commandments and disobeyed the gospel. Unbelief as well. So read the word, and when it is confrontational, then also admit it, I hope, and confess it. Isaiah five verse is four, what could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore when I looked that it should bring four grapes, brought four wild grapes. So what, what else could the Lord have done? And concerned ones it looks like that you're closer to salvation. But be careful. Close to the ark is not in the ark. In front of the gate is not through the gate. Oh, you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So open that Bible, that's the manger, and try to find it where the shepherds, the child of Bethlehem, the qualifying child, the qualifying mediator. If you don't know him, if he's not precious to you, if there's no sweetness in him, if there's no necessity to see him, Then you are dead yet. And people of the Lord, you were chosen by the Father in Christ. The Lord bought you and stopped you. He confronted you with your sins, sin against the law and sins against the gospel. And he revealed the Lord Jesus unto your heart. And and you began to highly esteem him. You cried, Son of David, be merciful to me, a sinner. He became amiable. Precious. You began to trust him. Now I preach you him again. He is the son of God. Co-essential. Co-eternal. Begotten. The same nature. True man. True God. Righteous man. Perfect man. Don't you see him tonight? in The world? Let this Mind to be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. See that? Is that not, not, not precious? Let's go back to the beginning. What I found in the book of Isaac Ambrose. Now it sounds different. Only Christ is the whole of man's happiness. The sun to enlighten him. To see him. The physician to heal him the wall of fire to defend him, the friend to comfort him, the pearl to enrich him, the art to support him, the rock to sustain him. Oh, let our meditation of him be sweet. And that meditation is the best remedy against addiction and sin and depression and so much more. It is so beneficial if he may be, be, be precious. And don't forget, he is the only one, the only mediator. Nobody else qualifies. So don't let, let nobody fool you. And then finally, you say, it is so far away. I can't, I can't come close. Deuteronomy 3, he verse 14, But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. Amen. Amen.